We're back, man. Yeah. This is the wow. first podcast of the new year. It is. Merry New Year, everyone. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas and Merry New Year. Do you have any New Year's resolutions? I told you, 50,000 push-ups. So you are doing that. Didn't you preach on that? I did. You're like, look at me. Yeah, I'm Father Derek. I can just, I'm so strong. I can do 50,000 push-ups in a year. Look at all, Look at me. I'm just jacked and swole. Start I, calling me Father Derek swole. I started to do them, so I'm up to 200. Right. But I'm, I realized... If I just do push-ups, I'm going to, like, have a hunched back. Why? Because that's what happens if your chest is not proportioned to your back muscles. You also have to do your back. Hmm. Do you have any other New Year's resolutions besides that? I wanted to do something with, like, treating my room like a like a retreat house. Hmm. Okay. So, like, no technology in my room. Oh, okay. No, like phone conversations in my room just mm. silence hmm. <laughs> okay. why? not worked out why just because i love myself on, when i'm on retreat mm. does that sound that's funny that's awesome that's i think there's just like a sense of peace yeah you're with the lord all you're doing is just yeah being and i was trying to figure out a way to take myself like on retreat or on vacation and bring it into my like normal life Deacon Andy. Hi, I'm Deacon Andy. He said here in my homily this past week, and he's like, yeah, you told people that resolutions don't work. I was like, that's not what I meant. <laughs> I just said, I just never found them to be that. I helpful. love resolutions. Do you do them? I try. I mean, I usually fail by July or August. But that's I a do, long time. I do my best. I told the people this, your statistic. Oh, yeah. The average person? Is done with the resolutions by January 12th. Is yeah, that crazy? 12 days. Takes 12, 12 days. days. I put myself in that category. 12 days. Sure. Speaking of 12 days, 12 days of Christmas. I hope everyone is celebrating the 12 days of Christmas. Yes. Christmas with... is a season, not just one day. So keep celebrating. I walked into Mass with my ugly Christmas sweater uh, in the gathering space yesterday. Mm-hmm. And a couple people, one in particular, she said, you got to get over this Christmas. No way. I don't think they understood that it's still Christmas. There's no singing in the North Pole. Yes, there is. No, it's not. We sing all the time. No, it's not. Especially when we make toys. Uh, but speaking of the 12 days of Christmas, there has been a 12 day of Christmas elf that has been uh, dropping off. Like a themed gift for each of the 12 days of Christmas. So for example, eight maids of milking. Um, this person brought over like this huge Fairlife bottle of chocolate milk. Which it's really good chocolate milk. Is it? Really good. I've had chocolate milk since I was oh, like so good. 14. Uh, so we think we know who it is. Uh, shout out to that person who we think we know who it is. It's very clever, very creative, and we're very grateful to be the recipients yes, of that. Yes. Whoever it is. Whoever it is. Kevin Christopher. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, sorry. And to answer your question, my New Year's resolution. Yeah, let's hear it. My main one is uh, to respond to emails better. To respond, mm. my it's a specific goal and objective. the The goal is to answer emails more promptly. The objective will be to answer emails um, twenty four hours or less. 
from when I receive the email because I'm very bad at responding to emails. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Okay. That's good. I support you. It's not that I ignore emails. It's not that I... So you read them. You just don't respond. I read them and then I just, in my mind, I'm like, oh, that was great. Okay. Think about this later. And two days go by and I haven't responded yet. So I really want to get better at that because it's, I don't know, it's an act of love and of intentionality to be able to respond when someone wants something. Even if it's just a few words. Yeah. So for me, that's always been a struggle. So I was thinking about... God? That's a good intro, right? That is. What does God do when we tell him how to be God? I don't like, think do I've you ever think done he's that. like open to hearing suggestions? I've heard that more about like the church. Like I want to tell the church how to be the church and like what to teach and what not to teach. I've heard that from people more often than I'm going to tell God how to be God. But I feel like everybody does this in some form or fashion. Okay. Do you have examples or? Um, like, this is what I need from you, God. Okay. You know, I think about it in particular, like uh, somebody who's suffering, like they're, they have an illness. Mm. Like, God, I just need you to get me better. I need, mm. I need to be better. I need to take care of my family. Okay. Like, or I you have need a du- this. Yeah. You know that I need this. So make it happen. Yeah, or he, like you thing. mentioned, you made a phone call to somebody who was, whose loved one had passed away. Yeah. And so what would a, what would prayer sound like for someone like that? Mm-hmm. How I approach God, not like, to try to focus on not why did something happen, but like, okay, it happened. What does it feel like? What's it like? You see the difference? Mm-hmm. So when we think about, when I think about what, what is, how is God responding to me and my attitude in approaching prayer? I guess the fundamental question is, is God disappointed in me? Hmm. Or is God disappointed with me? Hmm. Does it sadden God when I tell him that something is, that he's not doing the right thing? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Say I went to my mom or dad and I treated them in such a way like mom and dad you you're not doing a good job parenting me that would cause them to question themselves it Mm -hmm. would cause them to like question themselves have a lack of confidence like does god have that so that's what that's what i'm wondering and that's what i'm kind of praying with when telling god god this area of my life is not what it should be does god take that personally like oh wow derek doesn't think i'm being a good god you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. For me, looking through the lens of God, which is not a good idea, but... <laughs> no, you try to put yourself in God's position. And uh, it's it's almost as if seeing a child who need, really needs love right now, who needs to receive love, who's thirsty for love, yeah, um, who is not being satisfied with their own desires and their own wants. But I think for a lot of people, when they enter into prayer, that is kind of at the heart of maybe why they're far from the church I agree. or far from God because yeah. there's a sense of bitterness that God has disappointed them in some sort in some way mm-hmm. and as a result they say okay you're going to be that way to me I'm going to be this way to you mm. so yeah yeah I get it but I've heard some people say that God's not disappointed in you 
or with you, but God is disappointed for you. Yeah, exactly. Which shows, which shows a real love. Yeah. Which shows a very genuine, and what you said, furious love. I like that phrase. Mm-hmm. That God's furious love, he's not loving you any less if you were to bring those kind of prayers to him. But he's disappointed for where you are and for your heart. Um, and in a way, maybe he's loving you even more in those moments. Yeah, he doesn't want us to feel that disappointment, I think. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because I had mentioned it in Advent as we were trying to prepare for the birth of Jesus. Yeah. That we put ourselves in a position of waiting. So we allow our hearts to grow and grow and grow. And Mm -hmm. we do the same thing during Lent Mm -hmm. where we put ourselves in a position to, to let our hearts yearn. And what we might be yearning for, uh, we may not know it. But then during Lent and Advent, we have an opportunity to really reflect on what is it that I really want that my heart yearns for. And then also recognizing, though, that at Christmas, we are fulfilled. Our, our prayers, our desires that we've been yearning for are fulfilled in a way through this child. But then if we're trying to make sense of where we are in our hearts, and what God's answer is. So like, say I want an end to, ha- to sadness, an end to violence in the world, to hatred. And here I have this baby. And I think to myself, that's not what I, what I'm, that's not the answer that I was expecting. Yeah, yeah. So there can easily be a sense of disappointment there. What am I going to do with this baby? I remember saying that in a homily, mm-hmm. like, yeah. gee, thanks, but you're not listening. Mm-hmm. But the real answer, or the real problem is like, we're not, listening mm-hmm. we're not understanding of how this child is the answer to the to the problem of mm. humanity yeah, yeah yeah so yeah i just I, I like that sense that i think a lot of people they live their life with like god is disappointed in me because of my sins or because whatever when in reality that's not the dynamic that god has for us he he's not he's disappointed with us but He's disappointed for the tragedies in our lives, and he's actively working to bring fulfillment in them. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, do you have any shout-outs for the first shout-outs of the new year? That's a lot of pressure. Can we shout-out Mary? It's Lola's sister who brought us lasagna. Oh, nice. Shout-out to her. Haven't eaten it yet. Okay. We're going to. I'm sure it'll be good. It'll be very good. You want to shout out your barber? He got a lot of he got a lot of publicity, free advertising (laughs) at Christmas. Every Christmas, I preached on Moses. Every Christmas, or just every every Christmas mass? Yeah, I've preached on free publicity. Yeah, I know. Yeah, shout out to Moses, great great hair cutter. That's what you say. You say you like him because he's a great barber. Yeah, I think you like him because of his name. False. He's the best (laughs) barber that I've had since Rome. Did you have good barbers in Rome? Yeah, well, the barbers there are awesome. Really? And then you come here, and they're like, they only know how to do one thing, and then you tell them what you want, and then they do something different. I've had very bad experiences with American barbers. Ooh, sounds like a a podcast episode. Yeah. All right, Happy New Year, everyone. Merry New Year. Happy New Year. We'll teach Father Tim one day how to speak the English. Okay. Mary Seas Quarantined is a Mary Seas of Wisdom dynamic original podcast.